Hi everyone, my name is Sherry Scriven and I'm a Senior Associate in the Finance Practice at Austin & Bird London. I'm so pleased that you're joining us for Open Forum, an Austin & Bird podcast which is focused on discussing issues and topics that are important to women in business. Today I have the pleasure of introducing Saloni Joshi, a funds partner at Austin & Bird London, who is spearheading this podcast and has a very interesting story as well as some sage advice to share with us. So hi Saloni, thank you so much for speaking with me today. How are you doing? Really well and thank you for having me. It's really exciting to be on this platform. So I'm absolutely delighted and thrilled as you know. Um, so thank you for making the time. So as you know, um, I was one of the founding lawyers of the London office back in 2019 um, and was the only female for quite a while. I was sharing an office with two male partners and a male associate for nearly six months, which definitely had its moments, um, but also taught me everything I needed to know about rugby. Uh, um, so when you joined as London's first female partner, I was honestly so thrilled. Um, and since then, you've been such a great mentor and even encouraged me to start this podcast series. So with that, let's kick off. Um, would you mind giving us a brief introduction about your early days? Did you always want to be a lawyer? It's a good question. Um, am I allowed to say probably not? Uh, it's, it's funny because I think, given you know, given my vintage, if I go back to when I when I went to university, um, and at the time when I was making those choices in terms of university, it was always seen to be the way, and maybe that's my cultural heritage as well that you, you probably want to go into something that people would call a profession. And I guess from my parents' perspective, that was always going to be law or medicine. And my father happens to be a judge as well. So I think there was that natural desire and pleasure that came from my father sort of seeing his daughter progress through. Um, but having said that, I thoroughly enjoyed my law degree, uh, my law school. I spent a year of that in Germany. I went to a German university for a year and did my um, civil law degree there as well. So, you know, I had a huge, a wonderful platform and great opportunities that have come from that career. Yeah, my story is pretty similar, actually. Um, my family were always so really keen for me just to go into a profession right from the beginning. I always remember my grandmother saying to me when I was in my early teens, you're either going to be a lawyer or a doctor and that's that. Um, so yeah I'm, I'm a bit squeamish and the medical option just really wasn't that appealing to me so I chose law and here I am and um, so would you mind telling us about your transition to Austin? But I started out life at um, a magic circle law firm in London uh, as a corporate lawyer because we didn't really have things called funds lawyers and I have to admit at the time uh, I don't think anybody wanted to be a funds lawyer if, if I'm honest it was not really seen as the area of growth. Everybody wanted to be in corporate finance. Um, and so I, I sort of fell upon it by, you know, not really by design, by default, perhaps. Um, and uh, I started off life, as I said, at, at Linkmakers in London. And then I moved across to a US firm and I set up their, I was their first English lawyer, their first corporate hire in London. Um, and I was there for about 11, 11 years or so set up their private equity practice. I then became head of a group of another US law firm in, in London, um, really sort of leading their European initiative in terms of fund formation and private equity work. Um, and then in terms of sort of coming to Austin, um, 
having been at Morgan Lewis, I then decided to throw a spanner in the work and have a child. And never for one minute did I think that my life was going to change. I mean, why would it? Would it? Really? Um, but it did enormously. And it was the first time in my career and my profession that I was faced with this dilemma. Because until then, I'd only ever focused on myself, my practice, um, my progression. And to suddenly have another pull in a different direction and an emotional one um, was very difficult. And I made that very difficult decision at that time, the very right decision, I have to say, at the time, that I would step down from being a partner and head of a group in order to focus on my family. Um, and so what I did do at that time is, is not step out completely, but I decided then to set up my own law firm and my own law practice, which I continued to do for about 10 or 11 years until um, I decided to come back to, to private practice. And obviously now, you know, one child, three children later, um, it was really sort of uh, the offer from Orson that really um, appealed to me the most about coming back to private practice. That's such an interesting story. Um, it's definitely, you know, a common concern among young women in law and in other professions that having a child may stall your career. You know, you might struggle juggling family and working life, how you're going to manage it all. But I think you've just proven that that doesn't always have to be the case. That said, um, I'm sure, just like everyone else, that you've faced challenges along the way. What would you say your biggest challenge has been in your time as a working mother? Tricky, shall I say, when you've got three children. What, what do they say about three children? I think two, you can manage. Three pushes you over the brink. Um, I, found, I found motherhood really challenging, if I'm honest. When I had my first child, as, as I noted before, I was not prepared. Um, I've been so focused on myself and suddenly to have this other being making demands on my time, my sleep, my ability to have my own personal time to have a shower or do whatever it is, make a meal, just, just was such a foreign concept to me. And it was quite a shock to my system. And I found that certainly in the very early years, they were quite dark and I struggled. I struggled a great deal. I think mentally I struggled just trying to understand who had I become? Am I now this mother or am I, now, am I still the partner and, and the lawyer? And how do they both interact with each other? And so it was a struggle and a challenge to come to terms with that personally as to a change in the chapter of my life. But it was okay to have that change, that gear change. And it was okay to still continue to work and that people around me and my clients in particular was so supportive of that change. Um, and I still remember when I set up my own practice, you know, um, one of my first clients uh, who, who came across to me, you know, said, to, said very openly, we have absolutely no issue that you, you're working from home, that you have a young family. And if there are particular times that work for you to do calls, please let us know. Um, and we're happy to work with this. And it was the first time that I realized that actually you could have your cake and eat it, um, and still balance both motherhood and, and working life. I think that's definitely the case for a lot of young lawyers, young professionals, um, that there's just this expectation at the beginning to just give it everything and, and also make sacrifices in the early years of your career. At least it was with me anyway. Um, my first job as a paralegal at a city law firm was pretty full on. 
we only had one trainee at the time and so I was often thrown in at the deep end and the hours were really intense the usual late nights weekends but I did really try at the same time um, to make time and go out and enjoy myself when I could I always remember my non-lawyer friends thinking I was crazy uh, when I was just working a full day on a Sunday after having been out drinking with them the night before. I was definitely a little bit guilty of burning the candle at both ends. Do you think becoming a mother helped you acquire any additional skills um, as a professional? Or do you think it gave you a different perspective um, on your work? Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope to think it would make me more organised because I think you have to be really organised when, you, when you've got a young family. Um, I'd like to say it's given me more patience, but I'm not sure that's necessarily true. It, but there's always going to be, I think, difficulties when, when you've got a, a young family. But I do think it certainly made me more aware of the importance of a balanced life because I think when I look back to my early years, and I really was just peddling, peddling away. I was, you know, the hours I was working at both English law firms and US law firms, I'd made a huge personal sacrifice. You know, I got married fairly late, sort of, or so I thought it was late in my, in my 30s. Um, and in a way, I felt that, that life had sort of passed me by. And I think actually by becoming a mother and having a family, you actually realise the importance of balancing both your life, your personal life and your working life. And that's really important. Thanks for being so honest, Saloni. Uh, three of my close friends actually had babies during lockdown. And I know that they're all worried about going back to work, balancing workload, clients, motherhood, and quite frankly, balancing time for themselves. It's so great to hear, actually, that your clients were so supportive of your situation and were happy for you to work from home. And like you said, you know, arrange calls around your schedule. If anything, actually, I think the last year has just shown us that we and our clients are all balancing family and working life. When you were going back to when you were a young uh, female associate, did you ever encounter any difficulties? Um, and if you did, how did you manage to overcome them? And I, there are many, many challenges that I face, not only um, as a, a female associate, but also one of colour. Uh, and there were you know, times when I found it very hard. I would question as to what I was doing. Was I making the right choice about my, my career? But I do think you know, how you manage to overcome them, these challenges in our lives, we all have challenges in our work, our professional lives, in our personal, our family lives, all of us. And I think the key issue is really making sure that you can find the strength and the positive attitude to look beyond that. And hopefully, while I can't say that others won't go through the same things that I did, I would certainly hope that people are much more aware now of how they behave in a professional environment, um, what is appropriate and, and what is not. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I definitely think, even though I can't say um, the inappropriate behavior doesn't still take place there's definitely now more of an open space to talk about it and for it to be recognized as an issue having a mentor or someone you feel comfortable around to talk about these things so important did you um did you have a, a strong female um or in fact male mentor um during your early years 
probably male mentor actually. It was probably the managing partner of, of Devavoid where I worked uh, back in 1998 when I joined the firm. He was a very particular person, quite to some people difficult to get on with, but uh, for me, um, had a great relationship from from day one. I still remember being at my prior firm and he sort of picked up the phone and very sort of grunted down the phone at me saying, I think you need to get over here and have an interview and put the phone down. And that was it. There were no pleasantries at all. I was just called into his office to to come and meet with him. And it was probably the most intimidating meeting I've ever had. Um, But he taught me a great deal. And I think the most, the one thing I still remember to this day is that he says the best lawyers are always those who are generalists, who are, who are open to learn and to delve into different practice areas. Never really focus on one practice area. Try and learn as much as you can and not be frightened by it. And that's the one thing I've always taken from him is that, you know, we should all be like sponges. We should all be trying to learn something new and challenge ourselves because that's where you create, you can create your best work. Um, and that's where the excitement comes from. So would you say that that, um, you know, being a sponge and and just kind of taking your hand to different areas and being generalist, um, I guess that's really important from your client's perspective. Would you say that that would be your most uh, significant trait that helped you become um, successful in your field or, w- or would that be something else? I think that's right. I mean, I have a very positive attitude just generally. But I also want to help and support everybody. That's my ethos. And, you know, even if there's no reward in it for me, it's important, for example, I'm only as good as my team, that my, my associates are supported at every step of the way, that they have career progression, for example. But in the same way, um, I have to give a lot of credence to my clients. I've had clients who've stayed with me for 18 years or more, and they are part of my story. They are part of my journey. Fundamentally, we are all about these personal relationships that we have. And you really start them from a really young age as a lawyer. And you need to keep nurturing those relationships as everybody then goes through and up the ladder. Um, You'll find that in the years to come, you will still have those relationships. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. I think sometimes it's actually really hard for us as young lawyers to think about the long game. The juniors at some of my clients that I'm working with now could very well be one of my best clients later down the road in 5, 10, 20 years time. So whenever I'm at, you know, networking events or anything and I bump into a client or a a junior at the client, I always make the time um, to speak with them and spend quite a lot of the evening with them um, or the event just to see what they've been up to and just build those relationships. and, And the more of those events that you go to, the more people that you will um, recognise and, and it will become easier. Um, so we should all definitely make time and be intentional about those client relationships and development as we grow in our careers. And um, so speaking of growing in our careers, how do you suggest we seek feedback um, from our seniors in order to grow and learn and progress? I think seeking feedback in constructive criticism or advice is always, always recommended. Um, My view always is that if you're working with somebody on a transaction, it's always a good idea at the right point in time to say, look, I'd love to sit down with you, see, you know, what went right and what did not go so well. 
uh, please take the time. And it's really important to have that conversation. You can't be working in a vacuum. And I do the same with you know, my clients as well. I always try and find a time to say to them, look, we've finished, we've closed on a transaction. What was good for you and what was not so good for you? What can we improve going forward? Because it is about that long-term strategy. And you've got to be focused on your own growth and development. You've got to be constantly learning and challenging yourself. And I think the only way you can do that is by hearing from other people and getting good feedback from other people. So if, you're, if people aren't reaching out to you, my suggestion would always be do, do reach out to others. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, um, at least from my perspective. Um, you know, it, if you're not receiving any feedback, then you should definitely be asking for it. Um, because I think positive feedback is so important just for your, you know, for your own confidence and development. And at the same time, you also want to know what it is you can improve on. Um, so I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I think our time is nearly up for today, um, but before I finish up, I did have one more question. If you had to give one piece of advice um, to your younger self as a, as a young aspiring lawyer, what would that be? Take a chill pill. I think <laughs> if I look back to myself, um, when I was much younger, I was so focused, so dedicated, you know, wanted to, to be the best. Um, very ambitious, very driven, and blinkered, dare I say it. And I think if you are in that mode, you can miss out on so much more around you. And my recommendation and advice would be, uh, don't, accept, don't accept the status quo. Be open-minded, learn from everybody around you, um, and keep challenging yourself. But at the same time, enjoy the process. If, and I say this to my team, if we're all enjoying what we do, we will do our best work. And that's the, the one factor that I think I wish, looking back, I had known as I do now, um, not to take myself so seriously. You know, people, people make mistakes. You pick yourself up. You learn from them. You carry on. And, and life is not so bad. Every day will start again. So be positive um, and keep challenging yourself. Okay, thank you so much uh, for your time today, Saloni. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, and thank you also to those of you that joined us for our first Open Forum podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, we, we all look forward to welcoming you to the next one. Thank you.